you look like your head fell in the cheese dip back in 1957. What? <laughs> My headphones cheese dip 1957? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't taste like cheese. No, I mean, that wasn't your head. That was your headphones. I thought, that's, I thought that's what you said. My headphone wasn't cheese dip 1947. You look like your head. Oh. Fell in the cheese dip back in 1950. Ah, see, for <laughs> fell, I heard phone. So I heard head, phone, cheese dip. And I thought, where's the cheese? In your head. I wouldn't have a head if I had a cheese hat. I like cheese too much. Cheese is too good. You're a cannibal. As if I was made out of cheese. You are. Because I'm so cheesy. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll roll with that. Welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is your host and writer of your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. With me today is my cheesy co-host. Uh, managing editor and writer of ScreenGeek. Mark Salcedo. Pat just came to say hi. Did did he? What's up, he, he big boy? He put his boy? paws up on my leg. Oh, big boy. Yeah, big motherfucker. Um, What's up, big boy? If you can, if you want to, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You don't want to. You need to. Yeah. Hmm. Two E's in real. For need. Mm-hmm. Need. Mm. We're going to do this again. Peed. <laughs> Steed. Freed. Bleed. Deed. Ha ha ha. Freed. I already said freed. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I said freed just like just like I thought you said headphone. <laughs> so that means you didn't say it because I didn't say headphone. Ha ha ha. But see you I heard headphone, but you didn't hear freed, which means neither of us are listening to each other. <laughs> You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Drop us some lines. You know, we'll read them. Read. Yeah, but that's that's not too easy. <gasps> Breed. Okay. Hmm. George Reed. Fuck, damn Breed. it. Read. All right. <laughs> read. The other read. I think it only counts if it gets too easy. Oh. <laughs> Lou Reed. There you go. Yeah. I was well, less than 10 seconds later. I said, read. Forgot that I said, read. <laughs> so, you, so you're, not, one, even, you're not even listening to yourself. <laughs> no. Um, If you could please review us on any of the platforms that you enjoy listening to us on, we would be grateful. We're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, both figuratively and, you know, electronically. Mm-hmm. Our segments this week are our recent review of Black Adam, our variety time, In the Ring with Kelsey and Mark, our geriatric cinema. Geriatric <laughs> <laughs> cinemark. No, I was going to say geriatric cinematic. <laughs> cinematic. That's like the tarpic. <laughs> just ends with art (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah geriatric cinematic of they live which came on 1988 mark what's the topic 
another day, another wrestler saves the world. <sighs> but which wrestler did we want to save the world? You'll have to find out. Which one actually saved the world and which one didn't really? Mm, yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, I feel like I'm going to spoil it, but... It's a superhero film, so you figure what's going to happen. Okay. Uh... You hear the news today? What news? James Gunn. No. So apparently, I, I, I figured we'd talk about this just for a couple minutes. The headline for the article for The Hollywood Reporter, DC Shocker, James Gunn and Peter Safran to lead film, TV, and animation division. Exclusive. The duo will report to David Sasloff and assume the title of co-chairs and CEOs of DC Studios. Hmm. So James Gunn, who was fired from Marvel over four years ago. And then rehired. And then rehired after DC already swooped him up for the Suicide Squad. Um, came back for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Volume 2. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To work on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then uh, before that, did Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to co-CEO DC Studios. Good. I think I'm excited. I for haven't that. heard. I know, right? And, and this, wait, what? I and I don't hate DC properties. Okay. I just hate the fucking studios. Okay, okay, because it's it is because you know for the for folks who have been listening to this podcast for a while, you have not like you have you haven't gone easy on DC because at they're all. Fucking garbage. Agree. I love Batman, and I don't know much about most of the rest of DC. Yeah, but see, you've you've seen. But I didn't know almost anything of Marvel either before. That's true, and you appreciate the Marvel films, and you've seen. I believe you've seen all the DC films, the DC EU films, because um, I remember we went through Man of Steel, we went through Justice League, we went through Dawn of Justice, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. I think the only one you probably haven't seen is maybe Aquaman. Yeah, I didn't see Aquaman. And you're you are not like I said, you don't show your your disdain for those films. Do you see Justice League? Yeah, Justice League. Remember? What's that one? <laughs> the one where all the superheroes come together. Oh, We've yeah. seen you seen both versions: the Zack Snyder version and the oh yeah, fuck <laughs> the five hours Zack Snyder version. I and think the I just Josh purged version. that from my brain. Yeah, you're not the only one. Um, I was like, are you counting the animated ones that you were watching that I saw an episode or two of? No. no. <laughs> so the article goes, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe really is changing. In a stunning turn of events, filmmakers James Gunn and producer Peter Safran, uh, or Safran sorry, have been tapped to lead DC Films TV animation efforts as, uh, as co-chairs and co-CEOs of DC Studios. So now it's going to be called DC Studios. Great. Love it. A newly formed division of Warner Brothers that will replace... DC films. They're gonna have direction now. Like one of the th- one of the things I've heard about. I'm sorry. One one of the common thing I've heard. Common things that I've heard is that DC needs a Kevin Feige. They need a Kevin Feige. And other people would say you can't get another Kevin Feige. Like that's just a one in a million shot. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Feige. You know, head of Marvel. Uh, I was always of the mind that they definitely don't need one person. They need at least two people. 
because DC. Yeah, DC. They need at least two people. Okay, because even Kevin Feige's are starting to run thin mm-hmm. with all the properties. Um, I'm just shocked that it was actually it's actually James Gunn. I'm I'm happy about it. I'm shocked that he ended up there, but like mm-hmm. he totally deserves it. Like in his his background in trauma mm-hmm. totally lends itself to DC because there's always like a level of like organized chaos throughout all oh, of yeah. DC that Absolutely. you don't see in Marvel. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I totally see what like, you're saying. Like I feel like Marvel's more polished, but there's like an underbelly of just like dark humor sarcasm in all of dc that i think james gunn totally gets i can tell yeah i can see that um yeah it's pretty amazing and and james gunn he has been vocal about hey i'm no longer doing stuff for marvel like it's been fun it's been real but dc seems to let me have more fun with what i want to do you know he's done the suicide squad which we've reviewed you know kels and i both were like very adamant about how much we cared about that movie thought it was a great film um we both like uh, Peacemaker, a show that nobody thought was going to be a success. Yeah, we're like, why? <laughs> I, I remember know, right? before that, you're like, spoilers, but didn't didn't they kill him? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, everybody mostly mostly everybody enjoys Peacemaker. Mostly everybody enjoy enjoyed the Suicide Squad. Um, I'm still, I really, I still but, can't wait. But they didn't for- win over the bots. The Snyder bots, yeah. Hey, oh, that's another thing. That's another thing. The Snyder bots, the, the Snyder bots are gonna come out in droves. You should have put Zack Snyder in charge and stuff like that. But no, this is this is like the nail in the coffin. That is the Snyderverse. I highly doubt James Gunn is gonna. I, I mean, just but just just the fact that they're calling it DC Studios and not DC Films mm-hmm. is like saying, hey, we're changing shit now. This is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty evidence of that with um, the just the Zack Snyder Justice League movie that the head of Warner Brothers or certain people in Warner Brothers like hierarchy um, have said like we're not touching that stuff anymore. Like you got you guys got your Zack Snyder cut. That's it. Um, and then with the inclusion of Matt Reeves' Batman, which is different, um, maybe to even some extent the Black Adam. Like I don't I don't know how Aquaman is gonna fit in this now, or Wonder Woman, uh, the third Wonder Woman film is gonna fit in this. Maybe in some form or fashion it kind of will, but I wouldn't be surprised if James Gunn's like, all right, after those movies, they're done. Yeah. Like we're gonna either. <sighs> You're gonna have to reboot it because they've already had multiple films, mm-hmm. and they've already kind of thrown those actors away. Yeah, I mean, there, there's that second Aquaman movie that's coming out. But we don't know how, like I said, we don't know how that fits in. And after Wonder Woman 1984, or Wonder Woman 84, it's kind of getting to a point where, like, do we really want Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot to come back as Wonder Woman again? Right. I've never felt that way about a superhero. Superhero? Or you mean Superman? Like a superhero. Oh, a superhero. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've Like, I've never felt like, okay, fucking hang it up already. But where an actor or actress portrayed somebody and I was like, Oh, I'm bored of you now. Yeah, yeah. Um, where the one that I've previously liked. because um, I liked her in the first Wonder Woman. Gilgado. Mm. Um 
so the article continues the unprecedented move in which a top director will assume a top executive post marks the end of a months-long search by warner brothers discover ceo david sasloff uh to replace dc films boss walter hamada who finally dipped out who departed the studio last week that search had all hollywood guests in the next executive bingo for who would land one of the most coveted and challenging jobs in town that ain't no fucking lie. You don't think um, James Gunn would phone it in on uh, no. Guardians, right? Uh, if I'm, I'm like worried uh, about it. If I'm correct, I think they've already done. Sh- I think they're done shooting Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I think they're already done shooting now. Yeah, but they've been talking for a little while. Like, there's been murmurs and whispers, and like, I highly doubt he would phone it in because, like, these are characters that. He didn't necessarily create, but he helped create the that cinematic the, the cinematic universe of these characters. Um, he has said that like this iteration of Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be different from the previous films, like how the team is now broken up or how things are going to be different in the dynamic. Um, I highly doubt he's going to phone in it. He doesn't really come off as a guy, I, and I've seen this stuff other than other than his Marvel stuff. He doesn't come off as a guy who phones in stuff like he's. Yeah, passionate I don't, I don't about think so either. So. I just was wondering what you thought about it. And the funny thing is, like, a lot of people were assuming, no lie, that Dwayne Johnson was going to be having some serious creative decisions uh, for DC. It's because how he was like selling Black Adam. The hierarchy of DC has changed. Blah 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 blah. You you would swear that like they're going to announce Dwayne Johnson as as the new CEO of. Of DC films or DC studios. He's just an epic hype man. Yeah. He does that for much. every film. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, honestly, I'm glad it's not him. Yeah. Like, I like James Gunn's work. Um, I haven't really seen a movie of his I didn't like. And I think this is a great choice for James Gunn and Peter Saffron. Um, actually, you know what? Let me check out what Peter Saffron's done. Um... While I look that up, Kelsey can give her opinion on what she fully thinks about it. <laughs> uh, I don't like The Rock at all. <laughs> I don't like him. Really? Mm-hmm. Since we saw him at Comic-Con uh, talking about um, that Jumanji film, I was like, oh, <laughs> he's so fucking fake. Okay, so Peter Saffron. Meaty fakeness. He's got some cred. He's he's got some cred. Okay, so he's done. It's Peter Saffron, isn't it? Saffron, sir. Thank you, Peter Saffron. So he's done The Conjuring, Annabelle, Mar- Martyrs, uh, The Conjuring Two, The Belko Test. So he's worked with James Gunn before. Uh, let me see the Nun. He's well. He's done a lot of just a lot of horror stuff. Uh, the Nun, Flatliners. He's worked on Aquaman, Shazam. Uh, and the Suicide Squad. Yep, and he's on Shazam, Fear of the Gods, Aquaman, Lost Kingdom, and Peacemaker. So he's he he has his foot, he has his toe, his ankle, his calf, his old kneecap, in 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 DC films. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's gonna be a great combi- uh, great combination. Yeah, uh, a, a producer who's who's done some bankable hits. And a creative mind like James Gunn, who's done some bankable movies. So I think it's a, I think it's going to be a good combination. So maybe, maybe finally, 
We'll get some shit that we actually want to see. Yeah, maybe like DC can actually like compete with Marvel Studios. I hope that he does something really great with um, Robert Pattinson. From my understanding, people are already uh, edging their bets on he's going to direct the second Man of Steel movie, which it, which was announced about like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, totally for that. I'm totally for for that. I, I that gives me some hope because I remember I told you like. Uh, Oh, yeah. They're going to do a second Man of Steel film, like, fuck, on the heels of all this bullshit that they've been churning out, <laughs> yeah, and still know, right? can't get a fucking break. I know, right? And that's the thing, like, I kind of like that Man of Steel film. It has a lot of problems, but the fact that, like, it's been, what is it, how long has it been? Almost 15 years? I think I think it's been, like, almost 15 years since we had Man of Steel. Mm. Uh, Man of Steel... I'm sorry, almost 10 years. <laughs> Feels like 15 years. I know, almost 10 years since Man of Steel has come out, 2013. Now we're going to get a sequel. Mm. Now, an, an actual sequel, not no fucking Dawn of Justice bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, looking forward to that, you know, so. Um, but I was talking about Batman. No, 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 I know. I, I think Batman, I think that's going to be Matt Reeves' thing. He's working on a bunch. He's already working on the sequel. There's like maybe, but maybe he'll have a lot of input. I don't doubt it because that's what I'm saying. I don't doubt it. That movie wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. What uh, the Batman? Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought you liked it. I thought you liked it as well. I got like, like I like it, but it I didn't love it. Like it mm. just the feeling was way off. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just want some like authentic like batman shit you don't want like this you don't want the seven style of batman again i know, you know i don't Fincher i don't want seven? i don't want emo batman but that's batman listen to fucking good charlotte and shit <laughs> <laughs> or by chemical romance yeah um a thousand foot crutch or jimmy Eat world i know which batman you want hmm. you want that george clooney batman <sighs> If you hated me, all you had to do was say, Kelsey, I hate you. And we could just end our friendship right now. We don't have to, like, wait until you say something that makes me want to die. You mean, are you telling me you, make having me make you watch Batman and Robin wasn't a clear indicator that I hate you? (laughs) (laughs) No, that that just makes us frenemies. Frenemies? Or watching uh, watching the other DCEU films in preparation for the podcast? Yeah, that'd been funny if I had that episode. Like if we if we were gonna record it and the entire everything was just unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you'd be like, "Oh, we gotta record it again." I know we like, gotta do it again. No, <laughs> fuck you. Oh man, that would have been not fun. Uh, all right. So, what do we got? What, what are we doing next? Where what, what are we, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. To hell. Nice. <laughs> We're going to do our recent review of Black Adam. My son sacrificed his life to save me. These powers are not a gift, but a curse. Born out of rage. So I'm out to them. This loose cannon needs to be locked down. 
before innocent people start getting hurt. He's been asleep for 5,000 years. You find us a cell that can hold him, we'll take care of the rest. Who's on the team? The synopsis is, nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. Directed by Homme Colette Sarah. Written by Adam... Blah, blah, blah. Rory Haynes, Saurabh Nashirvani. Mm-hmm. It stars Twain Johnson, Aldous Hodge, Pierce Brosnan, Noah Centineo, Sarah Shahi, and Quintessa Swindell. That's a real tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Black Adam, a movie that I refuse to believe existed for about a good 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's taken about 15 years for this movie to come out. Really? It was a while. It's been a long while. But it hasn't always been The Rock, right? Nope. It was always The Rock. Oh, shit. That's all. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I feel like this movie really feels like it would have probably done better 15 years ago. I feel like they could have really polished it if they would have waited another 15 years. <laughs> so, so 30 years for, for Shazam? <laughs> yeah. Rock, the Rock probably would have still been like super buff at that time. Just yeah. older. <laughs> Couldn't tell he was gray, had gray hairs because yeah. he doesn't have any. Uh, Kelsey, what did, you, what did you think of this movie? Ugh. So you liked it. <laughs> I, I almost want to call it heart, hot garbage. No, oh, okay. Almost. Oh, okay. Almost. Okay. So that means that means there's a saving grace or two. Um, it's mildly entertaining. Okay. But most of the time, I was like, okay, can we? I like. I just want to leave now. From uh, the beginning, pretty much. Really? Yeah. Why? Why? Why was that? Um. There were, like cliches and tropes after tropes after tropes Mm -hmm. um there wasn't almost an original idea for the entire film exactly i totally agree with you with with, with that um it was almost like i don't know like indiana jones but not cool or like you know laura laura croft but not cool Mm -hmm. or like you know what i mean or like even fucking nicholas cage's film Mm-hmm. Um, Which one? The ones where he's like, oh, National Treasure. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's like a, even less cool than National Treasure because tr- National Treasure is really not that good. Right. Yeah, and this all this movie is also um, we've seen this movie before in the form of Justice League. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we've seen this movie before in Justice League, and that movie wasn't good either. And you said, too, you're like, I'm kind of tired of all... This movie is just all action. Yeah. And it's all action. And you're just like... um, (laughs) There was one scene. Mm -hmm. It's not giving anything away, but Mm. (laughs) The Rock is, like, sliding on the ground. And he's, like, being crushed by something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's a meme. That's going to be a meme. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I I remember exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. Yeah, this movie... Like, And if you have time to think about that... Uh-huh. You know it's a bad film. Yeah, this is one of those movies where like you can't even turn off your brain and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like 
it, it it reminded me a lot of the Transformer films where like shit is just happening mm-hmm. and the plot is like super duper thin. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like plot A, which is like MacGuffin. That's just it. Mm-hmm. Plot A is MacGuffin, mm-hmm. and it like it's just like a copious amount of like action and how some of the CGI like carries like almost little to no weight to like what's going on, what's being thrown around and stuff like that. Like I get it. Like this dude's essentially like. Black Adam is essentially like a, a god, mm-hmm. but like it's like you know, throwing a piece of paper would probably be more exciting for me to watch. Like, throwing an airplane, uh, paper airplane. Are you movie. talking about how he like floated? Not just how he floated, which to me that was dumb too. Like, I get it, I get why he did it, but like, it looks so stiff. Like sometimes it did, but there were other times where I'm like, holy shit, mm. if this huge behemoth of a man was floating like that, like impervious to the laws of physics, I'd be fucking terrified. That's true, but it seems like most likely you were bored. Because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a lot of time to think about how I felt about him flying while the movie yeah, was playing. And, and, and it's and another thing is like this is like this is like Dwayne Johnson's like worst acting like ever, which is funny because what acting exactly? Well, that's I don't the, even think he was acting. That, that's the thing, like the, like, and I understand why they couldn't do this. Like The Rock is known for being charismatic and shit like that, but if you're if if all you're known for is being charismatic without even like stretching yourself as an actor, mm-hmm. um, there's gonna be and that's all we ever see. You gotta like really ramp up your skills to be something completely different. To be like to have nuance with your character, which there was like no nuance at all, other than the fact that like this dude is angry and he wants to kill people. That's it. He literally came across as a sentient rock, <laughs> right? With a lightning bolt on, <laughs> drawn on it. Um, okay, so what did you think of? What did you think of? What do you think of the, of the directing from? Uh, how do you say his name? Jermaine Collette Serra. Um, what did you think of the, the the directing from him? Garbage. Really? Garbage. Like, mm. um, you could tell some of it was like a set. He made, oh yeah. He made the city look like. You might as well have like, shot Aladdin there. <laughs> like a more dystopian version of yeah, it felt like dystopian yeah. fucking what's it called? Uh, I think it's called like Agrabah or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there were like things about it that were like like it wasn't it just didn't make any sense. Like from like, scene to scene, it was like, why are we here? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, like even the kid. And, you know, it's not a spoiler, but the kid's doing shit that I'm like, why is he following him everywhere? He's going to die. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And, and, and the, and Black Adam clearly has no care for like what he destroys. Like the dude, like literally like this walks through walls. Like he doesn't, like he, uh, like, like for some reason he doesn't have the concept of a door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the funny thing for me because I started to like pegged down a pattern uh-huh. 
It was like, I don't like what you say. Walk through the wall. I don't like what you said. Walk through the wall. Every time someone tells him something he doesn't like, he yeah. walks through a wall. He does it like 10 times. That's, that's a great way to, to, end, to end a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with this. Walk through the wall. <laughs> What'd you tell to my wall, man? <laughs> um, so... I'm not too entirely bothered by the guys directing. There were, I think, there were actually some pretty cool, decent shots that uh, played out. The meme shot? No, no, no. Like, (laughs) like in terms of action, like, like for like, you know, for the shit that the action is, there are a couple of good action set pieces that I thought were really good. Um, uh, Case in point, the way how they show uh, Doctor Faith and his powers. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about him. Yeah, I thought. I thought. Like, I thought I thought how they were able to use that character was actually pretty badass. Um, it is it wasn't as good as obviously we can compare this to Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. um, but I thought it was pretty cool. It wasn't too bad. It ke- that part at least kept kept me interested. I felt like they totally wasted that character. I know because mm, yeah, I can. I don't I don't fully agree with you on that. Um, because he's supposed to be like the emotional. I'm not talking about in this film. Oh, okay. I'm talking about in general. Mm-hmm. Like, they totally wasted him. Mm-hmm. I think we would have a much more interesting um, character in that franchise with him. Oh, okay. Now with with him, him like just the Doctor Faith character or Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Faith. Either or. Mm-hmm. Though I'm sure they could find a better actor. I like Pierce Brosnan, but he is yeah. getting old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but like even um, even some of the directing, it like it, it's funny because I keep I keep in my in my mind I keep comparing this to the last Transformer film that I saw because it's With, all like action all the time. Yeah, and like even I got very bored of that because if you're if you have a film where like your movie starts off with a ton of action with like little to no progress within the plot mm-hmm. and you just have action set piece after action set piece after action set piece you eventually get tired and bored of it. Well, it started off with Expedition Dump. Yeah, oh, woo! Well, exposition, was, not Expedition. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It took a dump. <laughs> Like it was like breakneck speeds. Okay, you're caught up with the story. Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, why can't you stretch it out? Why do people always do that shit where you start off with them narrating like what happened before, or mm-hmm. like, and then they they go back later and say, oh yeah, let's do a prequel. Like, why don't you just do it the shit when you're supposed to? <sighs> because they want to get right to the action. Like, here's the thing. Like, The Rock is not known for very thought-provoking complex complex films or anything like that the only thing i think the closest he's ever gotten to like was southland tales the i think it's like richard kelly i think it's or david no i think it's richard kelly uh film and his films are just a copious amount of like action after action after action but like even some of them aren't too ridiculous action like even like the fast films right there's like action set pieces and then there's like dialogue and character development and story driven and stuff like that where in here there's just action 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 mm-hmm. which makes it garbage 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 over time but then characters too like some of the like secondary and even tertiary characters mm-hmm. they just disappear for large portions of the film yeah and that's and they too like 
the the and, and some of them are actually kind of important to the story. You talking about the members of the Justice Society? No. Oh, you're talking about like the mother and the son and the uncle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those and, char- and the other guy who was with them. Uh, yeah, those characters eventually just start kind of just fading away in the back, and it starts becoming it becomes more of a Justice Society movie than of a Black Adam movie mm-hmm. because because uh, Dwayne Johnson can't really act his ass at all. Uh, so Sarah Sahi, uh, let me see. Oh, you're talking about Marin uh, Kanzari, who played Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that character... <sighs> yeah, I almost forgot that character was even in the movie at, at one point. That's how I felt, because mm-hmm. um, I knew what, what he was going to do pretty early on in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, they were very predictable. Yeah, this movie's predictable, predictable as fuck. And um, and then he's just gone for like a long ass time, mm-hmm. and it's just like, hello, where did he go? <laughs> then he like shows up. You're like, oh yeah, that, that guy. guy. He's gonna do something. We know what he's gonna do, but he's gonna do something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna ask anyway, and I feel like I already know your answer. What do you think of the writing? Um, I'm surprised it was only written by three people. It feels like it was written by ten people. Well, like I said, this movie took about 15 years to make. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a bunch of people had touched the script and they're, 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 they're names uncredited. Just, they're just uncredited. Okay, so maybe it was, like, 20 people over the last 15 years. It could be. And um, you feel every 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, like it's just not very coherent. There's nothing. I don't care about any of them. Yeah, and the plot, like I said, the plot is like super thin. It's just like MacGuffin. That's it. Yeah. Which, in some cases, and in some cases, in a lot of cases, this movie does a lot of things that like kind of made me go like, wait, that's a thing that was supposed to happen. Like, like the because like they, they sell this film as like Black Adam, Black Adam, Black Adam, Black Adam. Right, <clears throat> or or in the movie they call him Teth Adam. Oh, Teth Adam. Teth Adam, um, which kind of like which tells you like the plot is going to be like almost nada mm-hmm. within the film, or even like the bad guy, who like at at some point or some point during the movie I was like, oh yeah, I forgot there's a villain in this movie that shows up. They show like because I remember seeing the trailer, a small mm-hmm. glimpse of, glimpse of the the villain. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't care. <laughs> Like even um, even Doctor Fate, mm-hmm. I I like his character, and I think he gave me you know the give the film like a fraction of a heartbeat, and then yeah. it flatlined. <laughs> but I literally, that's the only character that I could kind of care about. But really, I don't give a shit about anybody. Well, speaking of characters, other than Doctor Fate, do you have anything to say about the other characters? Um. Uh, the dude play Adam Smasher or Cyclone, which their powers Cyclone's not really powers isn't really explained. No. Other than the fact that like she dances with the wind. Um, I feel like the mother of the boy and the mother of the other boy are the same person. You talking about Sarah Sahi? 
Yeah. Sarah Sahi was the one who played the mother, the mother of the boy. Uh, who, but I feel like she was the mother of the other boy. No, nah, she had one row. She actually kind of, she kind of looks like Lisa Malun- Maluno. Mm. Um, nope. Okay, well, I thought that Adam Smasher was like a lot like Beast Boy. From fucking Teen Titans. I can see that, yeah. Where he just doesn't shut the fuck up. And there was nothing intelligent coming from him at all, ever. And the funny thing is, he was supposed to be the comic relief. You can tell, like, they set him up to be the comic relief. Mm -hmm. Not funny. No. He was quite handsome, I I will admit that. Something about that kid. Something about that kid. uh, Noah. Centineo. Centineo. Who play Adam Smasher? Something about him kind of like sparks, but like it hasn't. He hasn't tapped into. He hasn't been given a. He hasn't been given a script that I think is like noticeable or kind of can maybe show that maybe he has something. Like I th- yeah, I think he can do it. I just yeah. think that they need a writer that can write worth a shit. Yeah. Um. I really don't like Cyclone. Why? Why not? I think she probably could be cool, but the way that they. I don't know how comic book accurate she is, but she's kind of like fairy and like happy. And I feel like she's like if like goth Mm. was one end of the spectrum, she is the other end of the spectrum. But like, um, like if, if storm had a daughter, and the daughter decided to like <laughs> leave the Marvel universe and go over to DC and be the fucking villain or some shit. No lie, I've heard that comparison. Really? I've heard the storm comparison, <laughs> like 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 how Justice Society is essentially like like, and I don't know who came first. I like I I don't have uh, I don't have an encyclopedia of DC of DC comic book characters or like their dates, like who came first and stuff like that. Um, but like. Like the way how this movie plays out with with the Justice Society, mm-hmm. you would think that they're like a cheaper version of like the Avengers. You know, we got our Doctor Faith, who's Doctor who's Doctor Strange. Mm. We got our Hawkman, who's really the Falcon. Mm. Uh, we got our Cyclone, who's really Storm. We got our Atom Smasher, that's really Atman, but opposite. You know. <laughs> the funny thing is, Atom Smasher to me was kind of a lot like Ant Man in a way. Uh-huh. I can't take him seriously. Ant Man. Okay. I just can't like. Well, I, I think that's his. I think that's his Paul Rudd. That's what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. just can't care about that. The Ant Man movies. I just don't like them. <laughs> I mean, they're not bad. I just I don't care. You're not the only one. I, I, I'm not, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm one of the people who don't care about the Ant Man movies. I actually, I actually enjoy the Ant Man movies. Not a whole lot, but like, like for example, like they dropped the trailer for Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantum Manium. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry, Quantum Mania. They dropped the new trailer uh, like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit! I think I'm. I definitely want to check it out. But the funny thing is, I want to check it out because Jonathan Majors is in it. <laughs> <laughs> Not because like, oh cool, another Ant Man. I was like, no, Jonathan Majors is in it. He's Kane the Conqueror. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Um, um, sorry, I, mean to cut you I actually feel like they're kind of more, um, what's that school? The X-Men school? Oh, the, um, Charles Xavier school, uh, special mutants or kids or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I feel like they're more like that. Who? Uh, the, the justice society. Oh, justice society? Yeah. Like a lot of people, no lie. 
a lot of people have already made that comparison about how the ship comes out and everything. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. That's the X ring. That's the that's the Blackbird from X Men. Like, that's all he did. Yeah. He lifted it up. Like, and, and so the reason why I say that is because um, is because they feel like they're fighting in a void. Like, yes, right. Like, um, like if you look at the Avengers, they're all over the world. They're in the government, or they're out of the government. They're mm-hmm. affecting so many different. Nat like nations and stuff, and and like and these guys are just fighting in one city. The Justice Society. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, like they come off as very useless. Like even when they go up against Black Adam, mm-hmm. they can barely like hold their own. Yeah, like against him at all. And when they go up when when the Justice Society goes against the main the main villain. Mm-hmm barely like hold their own like yeah. at all it's all it's almost like you could have just like replaced these characters with anybody else in dc and you would have had the same effect like the the um the heroes from invincible are more impressive oh yeah absolutely you're talking about the the, the amazon prime mm-hmm. uh anime show yeah yeah totally agree totally agree with you um all right you want to hop into the spoiler section mm-hmm all right, so yeah, we're gonna get to the spoiler section. We're gonna talk in great lengths about uh, Black Adam. Uh, so if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. So, since we spent about twenty minutes, twenty minutes shitting on the movie, <laughs> um, I as I mentioned earlier in the non-spoiler section that there was some good things with the directing I did enjoy, but I didn't want to like bring it up, and the I didn't want to spoil it. Um, Don't worry, you wouldn't have spoiled it. The movie <laughs> spoils itself. I, I know, right? <laughs> so some of the fight scenes between. Uh, Dr. Faith and... Dr. Fate? Sorry, Dr. Faith. Dr. Fate. Um, Between Dr. Fate and uh, Keen Keen Anuk. No, I'm sorry, Sabak. Um, I thought that that looked pretty badass. Yeah. I will admit that. I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, In the sea of just like copious amount of action, that actually really stood out because you really got to see how Dr. Fate's Dr. Fate's powers like manifest itself right. and everything, which I thought that was really cool. Um, another thing of the director that I did enjoy is there is a fight between Black Adam and Hawkman in a room mm-hmm. and it's like confined space. I thought the camera work was actually pretty dope and I thought the sound design worked really well for that particular scene. Um, it made it stick out because it was. It was a like a more of an intimate fight. You got to feel the punches. You got yeah, to like, it was brutal. It was a brutal fight. You really got to see like, oh crap, these two guys are gonna kill each other. Mm. And that's where, even though like I left <laughs> to go use the bathroom, but I came back while the fight was going on. Mm. I was like, oh shit, I'm missing something. I'm actually missing something good, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like typically, like when I go watch a movie, I go to the bathroom. I try to go to the bathroom once or twice before. Because I don't want to miss anything. I hate I hate walking out of the, to use the bathroom to and miss something that could be pertinent, right? But with this film, I thought I'm not going to miss anything mm-hmm. at all. 
and that's like the only thing i kind of miss but i was still able to like appreciate like okay cool this Syrah dude like okay he's doing sabak no 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 the the director oh, oh. Syrah. this oh sorry sora um that dude he's like doing some great work with the camera and everything but then again you start you you go back to the action where just shit just starts happening yeah um what's what's what was your take on the the emotional gut punch that was dr fate's uh death did you did did, did you think it landed did it land it for you no no um look it's weird because it's like he he's like oh i'm gonna do this thing i'm gonna be noble and i'm gonna die for you instead of you dying for me Mm. and like at first i was like this is totally like cliche yeah um no i'm not with that yeah he goes in there Mm. and The thing that he wanted to prevent kind of almost happened anyway. Not kind of. It did happen. Like, he did, like, technically Hawkman did die. Yeah. Even, like, the same, the camera angle was, like, just right. Mm -hmm. Where we're like, okay, this is the shot where Hawkman dies. But it's like, it wasn't Hawkman. It was like a, uh, 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 what's it called? I don't say that. I guess you say an illusion of the character. Mm -hmm. Because Hawkman now has the power of Dr. Fate's helmet. Which doesn't make sense at all. Like, I think because he was carrying it or something. But see, that's the thing. Like, and here's here's like, here's where my comic book nerdum comes up. Like, well, actually, Doctor Fate's helmet doesn't work like that. No, <laughs> it, you have to put it on. You have to put it on, and that and the helmet has to choose you. Yeah. And once you have the helmet on, you're essentially fucked. Yeah. Because like, you're, the helmet is like almost like a parasite. Like berserk. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know the fucking the black armor. Um, but yeah, just because he's like, oh my my friend. <laughs> John Wayne kind of thing. My friend showed me this. <laughs> so that's why I was like, oh, okay. They killed it. They like totally killed that heartbeat that they might have had. Yeah, it was pointless because it's like they killed him and they killed it. Like they yeah. killed the guy and then they killed any chance, any hope of this film having a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <sighs> fuck, we did let, let's let's focus our attention on the rock because i think he needs to get like you need to you think he needs to get shit can too he needs to like be stepped down he needs he needs to come down to peg like like and and here's the thing like kelsey has kelsey has been vocal about her opinions of the rock she doesn't like the guy you say well he's too fake right he's fake okay and i've i've always been of the mind of like no, that's just his personality. Or no, no, like you're like no, that's not his personality. He's just putting on a show yeah, because that, yeah. that's what he does. Exactly. He's he's a he's a he's a entertainer. He's an entertainer. He's a he, he's a salesman. He has to sell himself and everything like mm-hmm. that, right? Which that's that always I always forgive him for that, especially because like watching the Rock wrestle since like he, he since he joined WWE is like Rocky Maivia. Mm-hmm. This movie really made me tired of him like period <laughs> like i'm so glad that this movie came out because now he can shut the fuck up because i'm starting to get tired of him like, now you know how i feel about him yeah like i'm tired of him too like i hated him in the fast and furious movies 
I hated him like in any other fucking movie he's done. He always plays the same character. Yeah, like and and um, what's his name? Uh, Peter Sarandon, not Peter Sarandon. I'm sorry, Jeff Kanata from the film cast pointed this out, and it was like shit. He's fucking right. He said if you take out if you take out the uh, if you take out the Fast and Furious movies, mm. The Rock just makes bad movies. Yeah. Um, he and but that's the thing. I <laughs> that's funny. They're not. He's not great in those movies. So they're just his best movies, and he fits in with the campiness of those films. Okay, so like, okay, so then there's DC League of Superhero Super Pets. I never saw that, but did not do so well at the box office. Red Notice, not good. Oh, he was in Free Guy. <sighs> okay, Jungle Cruise, not a good movie. Uh, I've never seen the Jumanji films like at all. Nope. Uh, so he's got fa- so these f- Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. That was bad. That was bad. Sky Cra- skyscraper, bad. Rampage, bad. Um, Baywatch, bad. And then he goes to Fast and Furious. Okay, but see, that's not his movie. Central Intelligence, bad. Um, San Andreas, that's the earthquake movie, bad. Hercules, bad. Um, Pain and Gain, haven't seen it, but from what I heard, it's Michael Bay's best film. But see, that's not his movie. Yeah. Uh, snitch. Okay, bad. GI Joe Retaliation. <laughs> was that animated? No, it was live action. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Journey to the Mysterious Island. Bad. So then Fast Five, and then Faster. That's kind of all right. But see, that's at the beginning. See, that came out in 2010. See, here we go. The other guys. So he had a small part in the other guys. Um. He does. He does. Tooth Fairy, which is another bad mm-hmm. movie. Um, so we get to the early 2010 films. Mm-hmm. They're just bad, 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 bad. Like film. I mean, mm-hmm. they're entertaining. Yeah. But just like stupid entertaining, you know. Um, and then if you want, if you go back, he's he's like trying different things. He's doing like the Gridiron Gang, which is more of a drama film. Uh, Southland Tales, which that's not his movie, but it's actually I thought the performance was actually really great. Doom, he tries something different. Be Cool, he tries something different. Uh, and then the Rundown, that's him actually kind of really trying to step out as to be an actor. He's trying to leave, leave the wrestling life and everything. Mm. And that's where he was like kind of trying to challenge himself. Scorpion King's really bad too. Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but he, The Rock, with like, he makes, he makes bad movies, mm. and like, many people find him entertaining, cool. But I've gotten to a point now where I have to like rewatch those movies in my mind and go like, man, that was a that was a different life. That was not good. You know how people are method actors. Yeah. You know what his name is, his wrestling name. Yeah, the rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. What happens when uh, you put a rock in water? It sinks. Mm-hmm. So you're saying the rock is sinking? Every film he's in, <laughs> just I, about. <laughs> I mean, this this the, this movie did well at the box office. Considered like our post pandemic life and everything, it's done well at the box office. Um, let me see. What's the box office mojo on? Um. Uh, why I look this up and Kelsey can talk or whatever. 
Um, I, I'm so totally surprised that you didn't laugh at my joke. About the rock sinking? Sinking, yeah, not singing. <laughs> I don't want to hear him sing. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You know, Why hey, do you say it like that? I, you do. <laughs> you know, hey, you're welcome, blah, 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 blah. All right, so box office mojo numbers for Black Adam. Uh, let's see. 70, 71 million domestically, 75 million internationally, worldwide, made about close to $150 million. So it's a, it's a, it's a success. However, how much did it take to make it? Um, those numbers aren't out yet. Oh, wait, let me see. Because that, yeah, those numbers aren't out yet. I would say that kind of dictates if it's a success or not. That's true, but let me see. And $150 million is a drop in the bucket when you compare it to films that have made close to a billion. That's true. It's But, but granted, it's only like the first weekend. So, and I would not be surprised if like, um, I would not be surprised if there's a huge like over 20% drop next weekend. Yeah. You know, some people might, I mean, the I, I know the audience score is like, Shit, like in the eighties right now on Rotten Tomato, mm. but like, come on, like, mm, does that really does that really warrant it? Um, oh, um, leaving talking about numbers. What did you think about the mid credit scene? The one, um, the one where Superman shows up. I thought that was just boring. Oh, really? It was boring, I, and also, even if they weren't trying to get rid of his mustache they were over filtering him or something because just his upper lip didn't look natural i'm like here we go again probably, <laughs> probably was the lighting um yeah i didn't honestly i i didn't care for that scene at all mm-hmm. you know what you know wheeler amanda waller is like you know i know other people who can defeat you they're not from this plant blah blah and like superman shows like oh, henry cavill shows up what's up that's what i hated about it hmm like Black Adam seems to have like oh like a disregard to like the people he's protecting. Yeah, like he. I mean, he has most of the film, but he seemed to be like, okay, my son didn't make a mistake. Like, mm. I'm really meant to be these people's hero. Yeah. Like, even if I don't want to, at least it's like my form of justice. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not trying to get them killed. Yeah. And then he, you know, Amanda Waller shows up and she's like, "If you leave that city, I'm gonna kill you," and he's like. Nobody could kill me. Yeah. And then she's like, I can send people from other planets. And he's like, okay, send them. Yeah. Like, okay, you're going to point all the missiles this one location. It's just going to be blown (laughs) off the fucking map. Yeah, Amanda Waller don't care. No, but also Black Adam doesn't care. Yeah, seriously. Um, So my thoughts on seeing Superman return, I was... But the first the first shot of it, I was like, holy shit, like finally Henry Cavill's coming back as Superman, right? Mm-hmm. And he he and he he has said he's done a an announcement saying that like, oh I'm back as Superman. Great. And as as quickly as it came, it quickly went away when I was like, All right, we'll see what happens. Because mm-hmm. DC has been known to dick him around. That's what I was thinking too. Um it was great seeing him again from what I from what I remember the John Williams score kicks in the Superman theme mm-hmm. uh, which I think shouldn't have been used there it was 
it should have been used in a much much better film um i don't but i don't know maybe 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 like i said we'll see what happens but then the fact that james gunn and peter saffron um are now the head of the ceos or co-ceo dc studios maybe maybe there's light at the end of the t- at the end of the tunnel maybe we'll finally get that superman well now that we finally we are getting that superman sequel but we'll just wait and see what happens because yeah, maybe they do we'll finally them. get a good one yeah i know right like I, I i've never had a problem with henry cavill as superman he was just in shitty superman movies superman like mm-hmm. movies yeah i like him as actually like him as superman yeah exactly exactly before we end the segment do you have more to say nope i'm done talking about this piece of shit <laughs> i think you should read the title oh okay uh the title of this episode is the rowdy rocks and cooking the piper i like that That you know instead of paying the piper you're cooking the the piper piper. and uh you know rowdy rocks when you're (laughs) cooking the piper all i'm thinking is like oh cooking that pipe that meth pipe holy shit (laughs) well and i'm thinking too like rowdy rocks like you could think of like wrestlers as like beefy like they're rocks yeah they're they're beefy like <laughs> and rocks. they're rowdy yeah <laughs> i like that title um but yeah if anything like <sighs> you'll fucking skip this movie this movie sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't even show it to your kids oh actually you know what quickly i forgot to mention apparently jordan pale was originally offered to direct this movie yeah yeah, he was just like, I'm not. He, this is what he said. I'm not a super. I'm not. I'm not a fan of superhero movies, and I hate to take that chance from a director who is passionate about them. Yeah. So he kind of like <laughs> dodged a bullet there. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we got next? Next, we are going to do our variety time. <laughs> said it was our geriatric cinematic <laughs> no Kel- no kelsey it's our variety time. i know it is but i almost said it <laughs> um so yeah f- so for this week's variety time uh since essentially it's wrestling theme somewhat wrestling theme mm-hmm. uh we're gonna talk about our trip down to no mercy um how long ago did we did we check out no mercy i think that was like 2018 was it 2018 it feels feels like so much longer maybe 2017 Mm, mm. um but yeah but not just that we're gonna talk about our history in wrestling um wrestling i keep saying it like that too wrestling well our history with wrestling because neither of us are wrestlers speak for yourself (laughs) (laughs) not professionally Speak for yourself. No. <laughs> um, so, your your I'm sure your memory is better than I am on on No Mercy. On No Mercy, it's not yeah. great. Um, well, because like I know we were kind of high up. You couldn't really see a whole lot was going down in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I know John Cena was there, and he was like sitting in the ring, and he was like crying. Because it was, like, going to be his last time in the ring or some shit. Yeah, at that time. It was going to be his last time. But, like, clearly he's come back several times after. It was his last time. Like, it was Michael Jordan's last time. I know, right? (laughs) Before he went to go play baseball. (laughs) Well, no. he Didn't he unretire multiple times? Like, Brett Favre 
Fucking I believe so. I believe Michael Jordan did. Tom Brady. I know he. I know he did retire to go play baseball, and he sucked at it. So and he, he came back. And he came back, and he <laughs> sucked at it. <laughs> or he wasn't as good as he. He wasn't as good as he was before when he left. Yeah. Um, what was his name? Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. I remember. Braun I don't like him. I remember Braun Strowman was there, but I kept laughing because of his name was Braun Strowman. <laughs> I thought it was so stupid, like Braun Strowman. I think there was something weird about his Wikipedia page one time where it like said that he was born in like eighteen in the eighteen hundreds or some shit, or he died in the eighteen hundreds. What 1800s. the fuck? Are you serious? Something like that. He was one of my favorite characters when we were watching when I was watching wrestling with my mom and my uh-huh. bro- my brother because um he was kind of scary to me. Braun Strowman? Yeah. If I remember correctly, he's like doing like a bunch of weird stuff or like weird scary intense kind of stuff now in his persona in, in the That's ring. That's what it was before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I, I so this Wikipedia page of Braun Strowman is what I found. Apparently, he was born when two mountains collided with each other, and he was served uh, molten lava as nutrition's. Nutrition's? Yes. Not nutrition. <laughs> nutrition. No nutrition's says it. <laughs> I didn't make that. Up. <laughs> um. Well, how, okay. How about this? How far back in how far back in your history do do you take wrestling? Uh, fifth grade. Okay. When other kids were talking about it, and I wasn't watching it yet. And what do you? What year was that in fifth grade? Uh, like ninety eight. Okay, so Maybe. you were kind of in the D Generation X era. I oh yeah, think. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's where all the kids kept doing the X, like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I think everybody. Kn- I think everybody and their fucking dick grandma knows that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that so it's funny because I did um, cross guard. Uh it was me and this other kid and we uh. like we signed up because we wanted to do it and we had to wear these stupid ass fucking reflective like it's not even it was like a belt with a strap that went crossways over your shoulder yeah and we were literally like me and this other kid we were holding our hands together to like bar the other kids from running into the fucking crosswalk yeah but he would constantly be talking about wrestling oh really constantly um there's this one time, just to kind of get you an idea of the stupidity I did as a, as a kid, because um, I had a, had a, f- a few friends of mine. Actually, it was quite a lot. It was several of them. Um, we were really into wrestling. Like my, my my days in wrestling goes back actually to like early Hulk Hogan, early well not early. I'm sorry, height of Hulk Hogan, height of Ultimate Warrior, um, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Um, and all, all of that. that's way before me. Yeah, this is like, this is like, God, telling 80s, early 90s kind of like wrestling that I used to see. Um, but I had watched wrestling for years and years and years and years. And I remember, I remember the, the DX era. Um, and my friends and I, we were so into fucking DX. We loved their whole spiel, just like fucking naughty nature nasty kind of shit and everything like that there's a story where it's halloween we have bottle rockets and we were my friend and my friend and i were like we want to form like the dx symbol but with fireworks you know with with, because just like how they did in the wrestling when they get into the ring you see the x's go across and everything and we had bottle rockets we're like yeah let's do that so we had the bottle rockets and we're like forming the x and everything and I thought I was done, and I dropped down my arm and fired a bottle rocket. 
get into a crowd. <laughs> Fortunately, like nobody was hurt, but it was a it was a real like oh shit moment. <laughs> you know, um, like actual wrestling, like actual actual wrestling. Yeah, like was the, what I told you. Hmm. But honestly, Xena comes to mind. Xena Warrior Princess. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because she did a lot of fucking fighting in all of and every like every episode. Anyway, it was like I, I've never watched Xena Warrior Princess. So what? It was like wrestling style or? Oh shit! I forgot you didn't watch that. I never watched Xena Warrior Princess. Um, yeah, she's like she's a badass fighter, and she like mm-hmm. some of it could be considered like wrestling, I guess. But like was she, she always wait? did that thing where she'd like <laughs> run up the wall uh-huh. and like yoyolate, I think it's called. Uh-huh. Um, and we would always try to like run up the walls too. We got, <laughs> we got in trouble once because well, like footprints on the walls and shit. Like no, that? because um. When I was like eight years old, mm-hmm. Kyle Kyle must have been like, I don't know, you're five? Your, your younger brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Adrian, I think he was like your, three. Your even younger brother. Uh-huh. Okay. And what we would do, mm-hmm. when my mom would leave us home alone. Okay, all right. All right, and then we're like... That's always a bad idea with like <laughs> three, with three young kids. Well, well Relina was there too, so... Oh, that doesn't make the situation any better. Worse, yeah, but, that makes it worse. Um, uh, so we lived like on the main street, and it's not really a city city, but it's like a big town. <laughs> and um, so it was like an apartment on the main street, and the right next to us was like a business, like uh-huh. a restaurant. And there's us running up the walls, trying to like run up the walls and like really look like we're running up the wall, right? Not uh-huh. like oh, we got one foot on the wall, that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, so we were practicing all day and then mom came home and she's like, you can't do that anymore. The owners of the restaurant are saying that's all they're hearing all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just remember I was, it's not my story, but it's a story I heard from somebody <laughs> that they try to do that same thing, run up the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they put their, when they put their foot on the wall, like they're running and they like, like slammed their foot on the wall. Mm-hmm. It went through the drywall. They're like, boom. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, that does remind me of that. Um, so did you ever, did you ever, like, I'm assuming you and your brothers, did you guys ever, like, play wrestle? Not really my brothers. Like, Kyle wasn't really a wrestling type. Mm-hmm. He used to, like, beat the shit out of Adrian, but not, like, it wasn't wrestling. Oh, it was more just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and Adrian wasn't, like, he was more into, like, riding his bike or, like, running as fast as he could. He wasn't, Mm -hmm. like, a wrestling kind of kid. Oh, okay. I The only time I wrestled with any of my siblings that I can remember is the time where my sister pissed me the fuck off before school. Mm -hmm. And we ended up on the ground, like, I was trying to, like fucking beat her mm-hmm. but she was trying to like she was like really she's like she's really strong mm-hmm. i can't say the thing i want to say because it's actually considered insensitive now okay um but she's very strong so like it got to the point where she was on her hands and knees and she was so strong she was trying to get away uh-huh. and i really couldn't beat her because i was trying so hard to keep her there uh-huh. so it was like we were just kind of like, I don't know, grappling or some shit. So uh-huh. she was on her hands and knees, and I put my knees on the back of her knees 
try Ooh. you know trying to like trying to pin her, her down yeah but she was still going <laughs> so she's basically giving me this free ride <laughs> <laughs> and i tried punching her on the top of the head oh jesus but like like you know like slamming your fist down yeah like slamming my fist down and okay. then i got a, a scar on my knuckle from the table that was there and okay. then we ended up laughing damn okay that so was yeah, the so only yeah, time. So yeah, it was just straight up fighting. <laughs> yeah, but it was more like wrestling, like grappling, because uh, I couldn't fight her because she's so fucking strong. <laughs> um, I actually have a couple of wrestling stories. Uh, so my my friends, my, my like going back to my friends and I, um, and this is during like my high school years, um, we actually recorded ourselves in a WrestleMania type deal, like like uh uh what's it called like a bat like what's it called like battle royale mm-hmm. it was like myself and then like six or seven of my friends mm-hmm. and we actually recorded us like going to town like wrestling each other like in the front yard is it like a melee yeah it yeah. was like a straight up melee um i remember i got like clocked in the head oh, with um it, it wasn't too bad i got clocked in the head with like the top of a trash can lit the uh, 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 trash can lit but like the metal one mm-hmm. so when i got hit I just kind of like braced myself and did thunk and then like got it hit pretty hard. We had. I mean, you do have a pretty hard head. <laughs> uh, we actually did like our entries and stuff. I don't remember what my wrestling name was. I think it was like Mark the Clobberer or something like that. <laughs> I, do, I don't remember, but there's there's a videotape out there of us just like going to town, like doing like leg drops and like and like clotheslines and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so did you ever guys ever try to do a suplex that one's scary yeah i think because that can really fuck people up yeah but that's the thing like we we knew we knew not to like go at full force because we knew because like because some of us were actually big guys like this is when i used to do weight training Mm. another friend of mine was in the football team another guy of mine he was small but he was pretty agile and he could actually really move and um could really put a hurt but so we never really like hit at it full force like we knew like fuck we could actually like break an arm or like crack break a neck or- break a neck and stuff like that so we never really did like like we never did like anything like the razor's edge where he like body slams you into the ground or anything like that or if we were to go hard it was like on somebody's trampoline mm. so we never like broke any like bones or anything fortunately we never broke any bones or anything like that mm. um just egos and hearts yeah and you know what I my, my myself during that match, I got pinned, uh-huh. and I picked up my shoulder at the at the last second, and yet I still lost somehow. And that has never left my memory. That's pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, to, to, just to go back to like a little bit more of my history and like watching wrestling, I used to go to old wrestling matches too. Like I, I've seen. Um, I have this really great picture of Ultimate Warrior mm-hmm. of because I've seen Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan live. Um, I remember seeing Bret the Hitman Hart and Owen Hart wrestling together as brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, Bret the Hitman Hart was my favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my friends and I used to do like the figure four leg lock or whatever the fuck it was called. Mm-hmm. We used to do that a lot. Which one of them is the one who died? Owen Hart. That's the, the one who. Yeah. That's the one who uh, fell. From yeah. like this, the scaffolding. Um, sorry, scaffolding. Um, what else? 
I remember Virgil. There's actually a pretty funny story of me bumping into Virgil at a con. Uh, years and years and years. And maybe I'll say, maybe like five or six years ago, I was at a comic book convention and Virgil was there. And I was like, oh my God, Virgil, man. Like, fuck, I used to watch you as a wrestler. Uh, I used to watch you when you used to wrestle. Man, you're one of my favorite wrestlers, this and that and everything. And he's like, oh, that's cool, man. Do you want like a signature? Uh, do you want a, a signed picture? And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. And he was like, all right, it's $20. <laughs> it's $20. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let me just, oh, fuck, I think I lost my wallet. <laughs> it took off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I, I, like I said, I remember, I remember when X-Pac was in WWE. I remember watching it was WWF. And yeah, I remember that's when I was watching it too. And X Pac, but I don't remember. Um, he used to be known as the One Two Three Kid. Mm. Um, and like I said, like Rocky Maivia, uh, or that, now Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He was known as like Rocky Maivia when he first came along. He, then he joined like the Nation of Domination with like Farouk and like a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how far back my wrestling history goes. Um, like I said, I've seen Hulk Hogan. Live perform live and everything like that. Shawn Michaels, not when he was the heartbreak kid, but when he was like part of like some barber shop, like tag team. I the name has escaped me right now. Yeah, I don't. I think that was even before me. But I mm. but Shawn Michaels was wrestling when I was watching. Yeah, yeah. But it was like towards the end of his time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like wrestling was my my aunt Lucky, who's not with us anymore. Uh, used to take me to these wrestling matches, and I fucking love them. They were so much fun. Did you ever like um, like Trish Stratus or um, the other one? <laughs> I can't remember her name. <laughs> uh, Trish Stratus. Why does that sound so? Trish Stratus, and then there was the other one that they everyone like was gaga over her because she had really long legs. Uh, Sable. No, I didn't like her. Um. No, see, this is when I kind of started falling off of wrestling. When like back back when I used to, back when I used to actually no, I think I did watch her before. Oh, Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson. Are they like actual wrestler wrestlers? Yeah. Okay, so I actually started. I remember watching wrestling. Oh, I remember Stacy Keebler. Yeah, yeah, she got like punked around a few times. Um. When I used to watch, yeah, because she, she was at WCW. Oh, so she debuted in 1999. Okay. So I used to watch wrestling before, at, at a time where they didn't have a lot of women wrestlers. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, the biggest the biggest wrestling, the female wrestler was China. I think um, I saw China and mm. um, Sable before... Like yeah, right at the end of their too. careers, because yeah. I remember China was wrestling when the Hardy Boys were wrestling. Oh, I remember the Hardy Boys. Yeah, uh, Hardy Boys. I always call. I always think of them as like a Walmart version of the the Bushwhackers. <laughs> Bushwhackers <laughs> were like real like hicks and shit like that. Yeah. Um. And then there was um, DDP. Oh, Diamond Dallas Page? Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. They were like part of WCW. I never really watched WCW. Well, Hardy Boys was on WWF. We um, watched all of them. We didn't give a shit. We watched Thursday night. We watched, I don't know, was it Sunday night? Mm-hmm. 
And it was they had like two different teams, and they had the, like the WWE and WCW. Yeah. And like we we're like I don't give a fuck. And then sometimes they'd get traded to the other fucking night. Yeah. And there yeah. was like this whole thing with like Vince McMahon, and then the other guy. Eric Bischoff. Yeah. That's from WCW. Yeah. 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 See, even though I didn't really watch a lot of WCW, I was I still knew about WCW mm-hmm. about the wrestlers and stuff like that. Yeah. Likes. And then like Chris Angle became like general manager at one point. Oh yeah, I remember that. Because they were constantly doing like that thing where they're like. Oh, you mean Kurt Angle? Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's like Chris no, that's Angle. always like I'm like the music the musician Chris Angel. <laughs> The musician, you mean magician? Magician. See, we're both, apparently we're both wrong. <laughs> That's, <laughs> our brains are just not working. I know his yeah. name, too. It's not that I didn't know it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like, yeah. Um, what was that guy's name again? Kurt Angle? No, the guy before him. Eric Bischoff? Yeah. Yeah. I hated him. A lot of people didn't like Eric Bischoff. And then there was another guy who was like balding with a ponytail. I know you're talking about, but I think he was in WWF. Mm-hmm. I think I know who you're talking about. It was about. after Eric Bischoff. Ah. Um, he was like a fat guy. I know you're talking about, but I can't, I can't think of really the guy's name. He was really loud, too. I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah. The, the only short, fat guy I'm thinking about right now is like Paul Bearer. Well, he wasn't really Uncle. short. He wasn't that short. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But he was loud as fuck, and he was an asshole. He was worse than Eric Bischoff. So, do you want to hear my short time as a professional wrestler? Professional wrestler? Sure. Uh, seventh grade? Seventh grade. Okay, so not professional. No, 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 no. Like, no, no. There was a there was a small there was a small amount of time where I seriously considered a career in wrestling because I signed up for wrestling class. Like I was going to take it dead serious, right? Mm-hmm. Seventh grade. Might have been six, but for the sake of the story, let's say seventh. Um, during PE, we're in it's it's wrestling class. It's wrestling class. We're in the wrestling room. You know the room that's like it's a mat, mm-hmm. like the entire floor is a mat, but it's not. It's soft enough not to kill you, but not but uh, still hard enough to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was and normally when you wrestle, you have to go you have to go in your weight class. And for seventh grade, I was still kind of a big kid. So obviously I fought against somebody who wasn't a grade higher than me, who actually looked like they could wrestle. Mm. So doing the you know, the match starts, going at it and everything, the dude grabs both of my legs, picks me up, and then drops me over his shoulder and I land square on the top of my head. And for about fifteen seconds I couldn't breathe. And from what I read if you hit yourself in the head and you can't breathe, that means you got a spinal injury right there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> did that kid get in trouble? No, <laughs> I'm in the public school system. No, he didn't get in trouble. But the teacher was like, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Everything all right?" <laughs> That's all I kept. <laughs> and then my breathing came. In. I remember I couldn't. I remember I could not feel my fingers for like a for like a little while. Maybe that's why your back is fucked up. Not because you have a shorter leg from breaking it. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's that's how I got school. <laughs> I got scoliosis. But yeah, after that match, um, next day in wrestling class, we were. It was me and somebody else. We're going at it. Person grabs me, pins me down. 
I'm like, like I just, I, I play dead fish. Like, dead. <laughs> All right, you won. Congratulations. <laughs> Why is that so you wouldn't get? Yes, I don't want to do that again. It was done. Now we are going to do our geriatric cinematic of John Carpenter's They Live. What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blinded us to the truth! Take a look. They are safe, as long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them, they're everywhere! We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business, ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. This film came out in 1988, and the synopsis is, They influence our decisions without us knowing it. They numb our senses without us feeling it. They control our lives without us realizing it. They live. Directed and written by John Carpenter, it is based on the short story, Eight O'Clock in the Morning, which is an awful film for a book by Ray Nelson, and it stars Roddy Piper, Keith David, and Meg Foster. Is it Rowdy Roddy Piper or Roddy Rowdy Piper? Uh, His wrestling name is Roddy Roddy Piper, but his acting name is Roddy Piper. And Nada is kind of a stupid name. Well, that's the name of the character that's in the short story. I know, but a stupid name. Well, if you think about it, if you think about it, it makes sense within the context of they live. He's just supposed to be his his character is supposed to be nothing like the everyday man. I guess. So. They should have just named him Zilch. Zilch. <laughs> <laughs> He's Zilch Nada. His name is Zilch Nada. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Zilch Nada. <laughs> so the movie, starring Ryder Piper as Zilch Nada. <laughs> Um, man, <laughs> another banger by John Carpenter. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. Like I've seen this movie multiple times. Mm. Like more you times. got me the statue for it. Uh, from it. Yeah, I bought you. I bought you a, a They Live statue that I think is pretty badass. I I like the. I really enjoy the artwork mm. that comes with. Uh, that the fans have done for They Live to show the appreciation for this movie. Um, I remember seeing this movie probably like late night on TNT, like years ago when I was a kid. Um, and did, like I said, just been a fan ever since of the style, the story, how it's, it's the plot is thin, but something about it is just so cool. Um, especially with like these characters. Um, and it's just like that style of John Carpenter of just like, you can tell like this is like a time where a dude knows what he's doing with his directing and doesn't give a fuck what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one gives a fuck about what I think about. It. That's the important part. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's not the, the important. The important part is that no one gives a shit about what you think. Yeah, the important part is no one gives a shit about what I think. But the even more important part <laughs> is what does Kelsey think about this movie? I love this movie. How so? Um, 
don't love the soundtrack. I know you do, but I do not. I like the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is great. It's very dated. Um, I love the idea. I love uh, its execution. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's kind of a scary premise. I like. It's a premise that seems like base in some more reality yeah that's why it's scary um i like the sarcasm and like the the things that he says when he starts to realize like Uh, oh shit some of these things are not human the not a character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the zilch guy yeah um (laughs) the um the other thing that i like is uh he just seems to like know where to go all the time yeah, like if it's, if it's uh, destiny is guiding him to become the savior of humanity, even though he's nothing. <laughs> like he, it's funny because he shows up and he's like, I want to work. And the lady's like, no. And then he goes <laughs> live in like a homeless camp and yeah. he's working on construction or whatever. But he's like so fucking nosy, like overly nosy to the point where yeah. you're just kind of like, Why? But then it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter because it's him and he's he's going to get to the bottom of it no matter what. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because like the char- like the movie is, is actually like a commentary. Like this movie came out in 1988, but you can like still apply it to like now. Mm. Um, it's, it's a commentary on how people um, work hard for the American complex. You know, they believe that if I work hard, if I... Uh, get up in the morning, follow the sh- follow the the straight and narrow. I'll be successful too. But no, at the same time, there's like this, there's like this oppression behind the scenes. The cats are fighting right now. Um, there's like this oppression behind the scenes, and it's like alien constructed and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you can, like I say, you can say that like that's people like the whole obey. Mm-hmm. like logo that's that's spliced throughout the whole movie um there was like a mad campaign for not a campaign for but there was like this campaign that the whole obey thing was happening currently and it it is we've just become more blinded by it now mm-hmm. um because of like certain celebrities or certain tv shows songs or like politicians we're just like we just blindly follow them and that's how they live can still apply to like today. Yeah. Um, so what what did you think of I know the acting's not great, but what did you what what did what does Kelsey think of, of the acting? The acting's just not great. <laughs> I like the story and I like his sarcasm. Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Roddy Piper. Like I, I know, I know, I know. It's not great, but it's it's great for this movie. That's what I'm saying. It's like perfect for this movie. And it's funny, like Keith David. He like you can tell Keith David is like fuck. I'm gonna chew up the scene. I'm gonna have fun with this shit, you know. Mm. And you you can tell that him and like Roddy Piper were like bouncing off of each other with like their dynamic and stuff like that. I think you know. In retrospect, I was like, remember, I kind of was like, why are they doing this? Where, like, Roddy Piper was like, wear these sunglasses. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Keith David was like, 
no. <laughs> and they were like fighting each other. I'm like, why don't you just tr- put the fucking glasses on and then take them off and be like, here, take them. Uh-huh. Whatever. Like, they got to fight about it, really? Like, yeah. knock them out, drag them down, fucking fighting? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, no, because my thing is like, that it just to me was like bad writing. But then now I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. It actually, like, I feel like it, it doesn't, it doesn't present the way i think he wanted it to but who john carpenter yeah oh okay but i think it's actually like he's fighting waking up okay david yeah he wasn't really fighting roddy piper he was fighting waking up yeah he's fighting the notion that like his world isn't what he thinks it is yeah 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 but i don't i I missed it the first like that's my second time watching the film because you showed it to me once Uh yeah I missed it the, the other time, and I missed it this time too until just now. Yeah, it's it's because it's it shows how much there's a resistance of of seeing the truth that the world isn't as you think it is, you know. And it's not just like uh, it's not just like no, everything's bullshit. But you're like, no, I'm being taken out of my comfort zone. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. You got to be like forced forced to see the truth, you know. Unfortunately, it's done in a violent way, but in this movie, it's done in a like an uh, action scene, a fight scene that lasts, what, seven seven to nine minutes or something like that. I know, that. it was really long. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it's like raw and brutal. Like, they're getting like scratched up and everything. From mm-hmm. from what I read, Roddy Piper was like, like let's, let's actually throw punches, mm-hmm. just not hit each other in the face. Yeah. Like, that's it. So, like, when they're connecting with their chest and body and stuff like that, yeah, they're actually like really hitting, <laughs> they're really hitting each other. Ow. I know, right? For nine minutes? <laughs> I wouldn't say for nine minutes. I say like throughout the day because they they have to like switch the camera angles and they have to like I get don't the, see the blocking him. right. I don't see him wanting to take punches like that all day. Not Keith David, not all day. That's true. I think he'd be like, "You get two shots. <laughs> yeah. If you don't get it, we're moving on to the next angle." <laughs> Keith David with his with his signature voice, like motherfuckers only get two shots. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of? Um, what do you think of John Carpenter's directing? Uh, I think his directing is great. I uh, love his directing. Yeah, and that and th- that's far from what you were saying last week when we did uh, Halloween 1978. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I could tell he was kind of a novice for Halloween. Yeah, I feel like he's gotten for this film. Like he kind of understands a little bit more about like uh, like pacing and comprehension and the mise-en-scene and everything like that mm-hmm. and how to like move from one scene to another yeah because at the time um so they live came out in 1988 so before that he had done prince of darkness uh he had done uh escape from new york the, the thing f- uh no the thing came out let me see where was the thing's place at that time yeah, yeah, okay, so uh, before before they live, yeah, he did Prince of Darkness, Big Trouble Little China, Starman, Christine, The Thing, Escape from New York, The Fog. Um, he worked on the Elvis movie. Um, so yeah, between that, between They Live and Halloween, he had done what some might consider like some of John Carver's best work ever. Mm-hmm. So at that time he was like, yeah, I know what the fuck I'm doing with this shit. <laughs> you know, even though you know, it may seem not as high art 
or like high quality Scorsese's Coppola Steven Spielberg type of directing Mm -hmm. but it's like the perfect John Carpenter type of directing Mm -hmm. it's like it's for that error um it's for like the right time the right budget and the action that was played out I almost kind of feel like in some ways John Carpenter is like like our generation's Tim Burton in a way. Explain. Like, um, he's never going to be a Scorsese or whatever, but he oh, does okay. what he does really well. Um, I can see that, yeah. And some of it's kind of odd. Both of them are a little odd. Tim Burton's probably a lot more odd than, um, uh, what's his name? John Carpenter. Yeah. But um, I just feel like they really know how to stay in their lane. Sometimes they reach out and do a little bit something different, but mostly they just do what they do really, really well. Now, now, granted, now I'm not I'm not going to say that John Carpenter isn't 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 so good that he can avoid scrutiny. Like he has made some duds um, later in his career, like Ghost of Mars. Uh, well, Village of the Village of Dan was actually pretty good. Some people like Escape from L.A., but I am I'm not a fan of that. Uh, Vampires isn't that good. Memories, uh, or some memories of an invisible man. That's. I thought you were gonna say memoirs of a geisha. I it, it popped in my head. It popped <laughs> in my head. But memoir, memoirs of an invisible man wasn't good either, um, and that was like right after they. No, sorry, not right after. That was his next film after they live. So you can kind of see like a decline in his type of. It depending on how you see it. Mm-hmm. Personally, I saw like a decline in his work at that time because he wasn't able to like match up with the style of the '90s, um, or to kind of like, like, it's funny because like his stuff from the '80s they come off as dated, but they're classic. Mm-hmm. You know, they're for that era, and when he tries to like do stuff differently in the '90s, it looks and feels like that funky '90s kind of look. Oh it. yeah. So it's it's really not that great. Every time I think of funky 90s, I think of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Oof, Jesus. With the big pants and everything's like, you know, like teals and pinks yeah. and like triangles. And I, My mind goes to Beverly Hills 90210. That's my mind goes. I never watched that, but I watched, I used to read the Valley Girls books. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> to me, those are the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Um. Anything? Anything? Any scenes that like stuck out with you that was just like that that, that you enjoyed seeing? Uh, when he first puts sunglasses on and he looks at the billboards. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, like when he's in the city and he sees all the signs. Yeah. I like the fact that when he puts them on, everything kind of turns into black and white. Yeah. And and to me, it's like even with that the the subtlety of what he means mm. like you could just see it as he puts the glasses on and he sees in black and white because his vision is distorted or it's just a way to do a camera trick mm. so you could tell the difference between reality and like what they're building for you yeah um or you could say he sees things now in black and white like he sees what's what that that's i i, I see that i can i'll add i'll add another one to it he also sees it that it's devoid of color. It's devoid of life. Mm. Uh, it's because these aliens are sucking the life out of like everything around them. Even though the life around them is not that great, you know they show like a high, 
high they show like it seems like it'd be a high number of homeless people and and this movie is set in los angeles so some of it's like it looks like skid row is just everywhere Mm -hmm. you know and and this fictionalized quote-unquote fictionalized los angeles um but yeah you get like the the void of color and maybe if the aliens weren't there things would be a lot better you know Mm -hmm. the homeless rate wouldn't be so high um so visually yeah. that's one of the scenes that i like the most yeah i like another scene that i really like is when he's like he has the glasses on and he goes to a shop okay and he's just ripping on people like oh you're ugly yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh what was uh what did it what did it what was the quote that you used um you know you look like your head fell on cheese dip back in the <laughs> In 1957. I feel like he probably said that. It wasn't written into the script. There, There is some stuff that he has said that was not written in the script. Mm-hmm. But because of Roddy Piper and his personality as a wrestler, he knew how to like come up with like these catchphrases and stuff like that. Because you have to have that timing if you're going to be a wrestler. Yeah. Like, for example, like one of the most famous lines is, uh, I've come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. Mm-hmm. That was something that he ad-libbed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a story that there's a, there's a scene where uh, Nada has a gun pointed to a cop and it's an actual, it's a real life, oh, not a real life, it's a real person, mm-hmm. not an alien or anything like that. And he tells the guy, uh, beat your feet. Mm-hmm. And the guy who, the actor who heard it, when he said beat your feet, he didn't know what he meant. <laughs> so he started dancing. <laughs> Then it shows it goes to the power of like Roddy Piper, like coming up with lines that you're like, "What?" But it makes sense that what he that he says it mm. or how he says it. Did you always know what "beat your feet" meant? No, really, I never heard "beat your feet" before this movie. I honestly feel like that's probably a New England thing because I grew up with "beat your feet." Really, like get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna bring that back. Beat your feet? Yeah, I'm going to tell like, the, the kids that are outside your place. Be telling them, like, beat your feet. Like, what? <laughs> They're going to walk around, beat your feet, beat your feet, beat your feet. <laughs> I feel like beat your feet is like on par with park it. Uh, I've heard that. I've heard park it. Yeah. But see, to me, they're they're very much the same energy. Like, uh-huh. get the fuck out of here or sit your ass down. Like, See, that's the thing. Park, park it seems so corny to me. That seems so 90s. It is. Not from New England, though. If someone <laughs> said park it, you knew you were in trouble. <laughs> nah, like, see. Like, fucking park it right now. No, what, I never heard park it. I heard sit your fucking ass down. <laughs> like, okay. Because <laughs> I fucked up then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You have anything else to add? Because I, like, I feel like we've just been. Is there is there anything that you. Oh, the soundtrack. You didn't like the soundtrack, right? I didn't like the soundtrack. Uh-huh. I didn't like Holly that much. Oh, you talking about played by um, Meg Foster? Yeah, uh-huh. she looked like she was high. Oh, because of the I I think it almost kind of took me out of the story. I think because that's the intensity of her eyes, like that that intense blue that it, she had. It's not the blue; like around her eyes was red and glassy. Like she almost looked like she was tearing up because she had to focus or some shit. Mm. And she also seemed kind of like like a dead fish. Yeah, her acting is kind of like stiff. It's so funny because like her acting's not this her acting is really not great in this I mean, a lot of their acting's not great, but hers is probably like the worst. Um 
Megan Foster. Meg Foster's performance is probably like the worst in the movie. Uh, uh, sorry, it's the worst performance out of the entire film. However, she really sells the shit out of every scene she's in in Masters of the Universe as mm. Evil Lynn. Yeah, and I actually like like her performance because she like really hams it up, you know. Um, as as in oh, that role. and she does look like um, that girl too. What girl? Oh, fuck the one. Um, Kirstie Alley. There you go. Oh yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, because when we watched Master the Masters of the Universe, right. I was like, she looks like Kirstie Alley. You're like, oh, I can see that. And yeah. I'm like, she. I'm like, this girl looks. I didn't know it was Meg Foster. Like, I didn't put two and two together. But yeah, I'm like she looks like Kirstie Alley. I can see that. <laughs> I said Meg Foster is probably nicer than Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley, who's a. She's also prettier. Who, uh, Kirstie Alley or Meg, Meg Foster? Foster. Compared now, yeah, they both didn't age well. <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't know Meg Foster's politics, but Chrissy Alley's politics has been, she's been very vocal. Mm-hmm. She's very conservative, right wing, kind of like, in a way, self hating misogynistic as well mm-hmm. at times. Um, but you know what's not self hating? Hmm. This movie, this movie's fantastic. It is fantastic. It's great, love it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I've heard rumors for years. This, oh, this is like this is just rumors. Highly doubt it's ever going to happen. That I was going to make a sequel. That you were going to make a sequel? Mm-hmm. No, but I heard that supposedly John Carpenter wanted to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. Do you think they could do a sequel to this movie with John Carpenter? Well, John Carpenter doesn't really direct anymore. I honestly didn't even know he was still alive. <sighs> yes, he's still alive. <laughs> He doesn't look at it. <laughs> but yes, he's still alive. Like, I thought he probably died like 20 years ago. No, he's still alive <laughs> kicking. Um, do I think they could do a sequel? Yeah, I think they could. Mine, who's born in 1948. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so you said, you said they could do a sequel. I think they could. I think it's a possibility, but like, it would... One of the things that make this movie so good is how intimate the action is. Mm-hmm. It's not like super wild crazy. But I think if they did one now, they would try to make it super wild crazy. I, I don't think so. I think if anyone was a true fan, they would have you in the seedy underbelly of the city. Like, you know, mm-hmm. run, like not running, but like going around the sewers and like do being covert. And like, I think it would be more of almost like a spy movie. Okay, but not like Mission Impossible, but more like, like a slower type of spy movie, I guess. Okay, hold on. This is how I think they could do a sequel. Okay, it would follow right after the events where all the aliens are revealed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means they got to make it look like it's still in the eighties, right? They got to have set designs, looks, hairstyle. They got to have it like the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. But have it in a small village where the aliens show up or where like it's revealed that some of the the occupants are aliens but then the aliens quickly repair like the signal and so now it turns into like a like a kind of paranoia type story where it's like well who's your friend who's not your friend i know some who saw i know 
Some I've saw who the aliens and some I have not seen. So now we got to figure out who is an alien, who is not. Who's so what you're alien. trying to say is the thing was a prequel? Yes. <laughs> but hey, you know what? It works. It works out. It like because it's all you're doing is biting off from another great movie and then making your sequel with it. Yeah. That's all you're doing. Mm. Or you can just make a sequel to that thing. No, I feel like that one you can't do a sequel to. I've they have in comic book form. It's not that great. No, I, like I feel like it's it. a like a one and done type of film. Yeah, I think they live though has a lot to say. You could do so many like point of view and like yeah, really get into the universe of it. Or maybe not even like right <laughs> after. Maybe maybe it just happens. It happens twenty years later. Yeah, like something like that. But honestly, for some whatever reason. Mm. I think of, like, They Live, if it was a sequel, would be Blade Runner. Damn, it just made that way more intense. You gave that movie a bigger budget. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, dystopian and, like, who's a fucking... Um, who's a human now? Who's an Yeah, alien? who's a human and yeah. who's, like, a machine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, so do you think this film still holds up? Yes. I fully agree with that. Even though it's dated, like uh, I'm like whatever, I don't care. It's dated, but you it can, doesn't even take me out of it at all. Yeah, it's dated, but you can still apply the concept to like current times now. It makes complete sense why certain things are happening and stuff like that. Hmm. Um. Anything else? No. All right, so that's gonna be it for our show for this week. We want to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Uh, we especially like to thank. Th- Thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. For all your uh, film news, TV news, and reviews, you can check them out at yourentertainmentcorner.com. You can catch this podcast on all podcast catchers. We're all over the place. We're in the air. We're in your ears. We're everywhere. They live. We live. everywhere. We live everywhere. (laughs) We're on your sofa right now. I know. Um, (laughs) so we're going to be back next week to close off uh, the month of October Mm. with another horror film Um, our recent review is uh, will be Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities uh, which is streaming on Netflix at the time of this at the time of this recording Um, so you can check that out on Netflix it's a series that it's it's an anthology series that Kelsey and I are really looking forward to checking out uh, with that, our geriatric cinematic will be 1982's uh, Creep Show. You know, I've been wanting to watch that since I interviewed the, the uh, those people for the new Creep Show. Oh, for the TV show? Mm-hmm. You should. You, I, I think you're. I think you're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. Like it's funny. I went to that roundtable not knowing what Creep Show was, uh-huh. and I kind of learned a little bit about it uh-huh. after like hearing them talk about their parts in it or whatever. Yeah, I was like, fuck. That sounds cool. It's so you can funny. Check it out. Like, it's all shudder. <laughs> no, you go. It's fun. my thing. Is it's funny because you go into those rooms. You're supposed to know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I know, right? And you had and you had written down questions for me or whatever. And one of the questions was wrong. And I, to this day, I still think about that. <laughs> hey, I had a bad time that day, so you had to have a bad time too. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna do uh, 1982's Creep Show. Which is streaming on AMC Plus and is available to rent on Apple TV, Amazon, YouTube TV, or other VOD services. 
the topic of that episode is our first anthology show. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I had nothing. I was just like, it's our first anthology show. We'll just do it. Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? Well, we decided we're going to test a little thing with next episode, which is basically like, could we do an anthology? Could we do a show? Yeah, can we Can we, can I, we review I, series? That's what mm. I had an idea. Like, we could do like, oh, it's the first season, so let's do the first season of this show or whatever. Yeah, but see, I took your idea and I made it better. <laughs> you took my idea and you took my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs>